0: this is the daily wrestling news for december 28th 2020 it is monday and you know what that means my name is ryan joy and i'm coming to you live from minutes to Belltime studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the sunshine state i am joined today again by the essential wrestling podcast senior course nxt correspondent John Smith. Good morning, John. How are you today?
1: I'm doing quite well. How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing great. Doing great.
0: I have uh, all the tools for success that I need with my giant mug of Star Wars beverage. And you have a giant mug of Under the Giant beverage. (laughs) On today's show, uh, we have a ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. Um, We're going to spend some time talking about the late Brody Lee. And uh, if we get through that and have time, we'll go through the lineup for the week. Uh, We've got news and we've got trivia and we'll get out of here. So uh, let's get the show on the road. What do you say, John?
1: Yeah, and just a word of advice for anybody changing their tire in the middle of Brooklyn on Christmas Day. Don't wear khakis.
0: I think you (laughs) might need to elaborate on your advice. (laughs) All right. Okay, today's Ridiculously Random Non-Wrestling Audience Needs to Know You Better question of the day is brought to you by Free Cake, the new album from the Black Cats, available now everywhere you listen to music. Today's question, John, what is your favorite movie?
1: Oh, you got to go with The Big Lebowski, man. Um, I, I went and saw that movie in theaters when I was in 10th grade, so I was 15 years old. So I was a little young to be seeing it in theaters, but we still got in anyway, but um, I loved it so much. I went the next day with a different group of friends to see it again. And, uh, you know, none of us were pot smokers or anything like that, or we weren't bowlers either. It was just such a good movie. So funny beginning to end. So quotable over the line. The Chinaman is not the issue here. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was also, as from my,
0: my younger childhood days, I guess was Jurassic park. And, um, and it's changed a lot over the years, but that one, when somebody asked me that question, what's your favorite movie, it kind of just jumps out. Um, I guess there's a lot of anticipation for me. I guess I was in a dinosaur phase or something. So, um, so that's the one for me.
1: Yeah. Big fan of Jurassic park, actually.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so want to pivot into, um, talking about Brody Lee, Luke Harper, uh, John Huber, as he's known. Um, passed away this past weekend at the age of 41. His wife advised us the cause of death was a non-COVID related lung issue. Uh, AEW posted a statement on December 26th. And it seems that everyone connected with the wrestling industry is grieving for the loss. Uh, MLW, Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, all issued statements as well as individuals ranging from Vince and Stephanie McMahon to Bray Wyatt and all the talent in AEW common theme throughout was how great a person Brody was and how much of a family man he was. Dedicated friend, father, and husband. He was last seen on television when he lost the TNT Championship to Cody Rhodes in a dog collar match. Um, a champion in WWE and AEW and, and obviously a champion in life. He'll be missed. Um, John, any thoughts?
1: I I mean, the first thing I thought of was this can't be real, but then, of course, you see him all over the internet, and then it's like you, you don't really reflect on his past. You just – you feel bad for him that you, he doesn't get to live the other half of his life, man, and his kids yeah. don't get to experience having their father around for the rest of their lives. And, you know, it's – I mean, then you go and reflect on his past, and I'll always point to that ladder match at TLC against Dolph Ziggler in 2014. That was one of the most underrated, best ladder matches I've ever seen. I've went back and watched it multiple times. You know, he, he always had it. I don't know what it is, but you know that's one of the like what he would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the dumbest thing ever, but for some reason it just worked for yeah. him and his character. And you know, very sad news, and you know, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family, man.
0: Yeah, my my cousin who live who will be on the show later this week, Travis on on Thursday. Uh, he lives in Rochester, New York, which is where Brody Lee is from. And um, I know you you all always talk about your, your New Jersey connections and things like that. Um, there's plenty of wrestlers from New York, but not many wrestlers from upstate New York. You know, we have Hacksaw Jim Duggan and we have, we actually have Butcher and Blade, but we got Brody Lee was from Rochester where my cousin lives currently. And um, So we had kind of like this affiliation towards him. We had, you know, like he's one of our guys and um You know, we had tickets to go to the Rochester show that got canceled. One of the first shows that got canceled because of COVID. And so very sad about that. I was in attendance for the dog collar match, actually. It was the last match. Um, And, you know, it was a really great great match. You know, Greg Valentine was in the crowd. And um, I heard through some means, I don't know if it was A.W.'s podcast or somebody talked about, Greg Valentine talked about how great of a match it was. And, you know, he was He's the one who had the classic match with Roddy Piper, so I guess you know we're gonna we're gonna miss Brody Lee. I like you said he's missing the second half of his life, and I think it hit all of us kind of off guard because we knew he was out, but we thought that was an angle. We didn't, and maybe at first it was, but it it really took us by surprise because we weren't anticipating any issues with him.
1: Yeah, and the guy was just just hitting his stride, too. Like, he was in the prime of his career. He was on his way up. It wasn't like one of these, you know, wrestling deaths where it's like, oh, I remember that guy. It's Mm -hmm. like we had so much, you know, expectations for him in the future with, with, you know, the Exalted Mm -hmm. One, the Dark Order, et cetera, et cetera. He was a big piece of AEW. Yep. I mean, it's it's not a knock on
0: WWE, but he left WWE because he had creative differences and wanted to do more and when he got to AEW, he was put in a really good role and we were seeing more out of him than you know we'd ever seen so you know um i guess yeah he, he will be missed um i'm sure we'll talk about him again before the week's out on this show on the essential wrestling podcast i'm sure we'll have uh memories to share of the late Brody lee like you said a tragedy a tragic loss for uh, the whole wrestling industry. So, all right, let's pivot from there and let's talk about you know wrestling that's coming up this week. Um, so, the lineup for this week we start with Monday Night Raw tonight. The only thing I know about Monday Night Raw tonight is that uh, there was commercial that aired saying what does Alexa Bliss have in store for Randy Orton? So, um, I'm not sure if she's going to buy him a Jungle Gym or something, but. <laughs> Uh, we last saw Alexa Bliss swinging on a swing in the middle of the ring. So could be fun. Um Ring of Honor, their current episode of television, which is their last one of the year, they have a Christmas surprise tag, 10 10 man tag team. What happens is Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, they're captains of the individual teams and they go open presents to determine who their opponent, who their partners are. So kind of a fun, fun mystery type of uh tag match uh you can see that now it's available probably on their honor club at this point um dark 13 matches uh scu is facing th2 and of course uh scu put their tag team uh con you know the continuation of their tag team on the line and uh the waiting room has special guest matt seidel other than that it's um, pretty much one-sided matches all the way through NXT this week, John. We have Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. Does Johnny ever have a successful title defense?
1: I I want to say yes. I don't. I don't think they're going to give it back to Leon Ruff. I think they threw him his bone, and now he needs to take that momentum and turn it into something. They're not just going to you know hand him the belt again, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I mean, Gar- Gargano might—you know—we'll probably get some interference from the way, you know, one of them will—you know—do something if he even needs it. But I mean, he shouldn't need it against Leon Ruff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Mahaffey, uh, you know, uh, one of the co-hosts on the Central Wrestle Podcast, uh, had chimed in to mention on the, the Brody Lee's absence from the ring was initially an angle for the keep him out after the dog collar match, but then he got sick thank you gary um we also have Roderick strong versus pete dunn that should be a good match i mean there's not that's going to be a heck of a match
1: i hope they give them i hope they give them a dozen minutes at least you know yeah. two segments you know
0: uh nxt has their 2020 year-end awards tonight uh, or wednesday um John, you'll be giving out your year-end awards for NXT uh, tomorrow night's show, so, so it'll be interesting to see if yours align with theirs.
1: Yeah, I think the Smitties are a little bit more prestigious, though. So yeah, they're up there with the Sammies,
0: I think, aren't they? I mean, they're they're born <laughs> of the same uh, cloth. <laughs> you know, uh, Dynamite. We actually don't have as much for Dynamite as we normally do. Uh, we do know John Moxley is returning. Jake Hager is facing Wardlow, Sheeta versus Abaddon for the women's type championship and Omega versus Phoenix. So um, we don't have a lot, but what we do have is pretty fun stuff, I guess. Um, You got a winner in that Sheeta and Abaddon match.
1: Uh, I mean, it is time for Sheeta to finally get get that title off of her, but. And um, Amadon has a lot of momentum, but, but it's more just like fans liking her gimmick more than yeah. her in-ring style. I, it, I could see them giving it to her, though. I'll I'll, I'll go with Sheeta though for now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think so too. Sheeta has lost one match this year, one singles match this year, and it was a four-way with Rio one. So um, she's on a, quite a tear. So we'll, we'll, I I don't see her dropping into Abaddon, but I don't know who she eventually will. So
1: um, and I then, feel like it's Britt Baker. I feel like it's it's always been Britt Baker. I just I don't yeah. know why they're waiting so long.
0: Yeah, yeah. When, I mean, what she was unhealthy for so long, and she really hasn't wrestled a lot even since she got cleared. So
1: yeah,
0: um, nothing left. Nothing on the on the lineup on deck for SmackDown or uh, or New Japan this week. They have their big show next week. So we'll talk about that later on. Because um, that's pretty much it for the lineup. There's really not a ton going on. A lot of stuff in the new year that's coming up. We know on NXT UK, we know A-Kid and Walter are going to have a match. We know there's there's a lot of stuff coming up. Um, Impact has a uh, Impact Plus show followed by a pay-per-view. NXT has New Year's Evil, which is their next big show. MLW has Kings of Coliseum. So all that coming up in the future. But for now, that's the majority of the week's week's top stuff. All right, John, it's time for news. Any, uh, any uh, hesitation as we enter the news phase of the show?
1: <laughs> um, Al <laughs> Carl says Big E versus Baron Corbin on SmackDown this week and Seth Rollins returns also ah, the that's chat. right
0: that's right those are both i yeah I missed those in my notes but true both of those are uh, those are occurring Biggie's first title defense all yeah. right let's hit the news If you all could see John Smith uh, dancing backstage <laughs> when the news clip plays and the news graphic is up, John Smith is in the back, uh, you know, dancing. Same thing during the show open, by the way.
1: <laughs> hey, the show open I really gets me rocking. It gets me ready for the show. That's, That's, perfect. Not even That's exactly
0: what it's designed for. I hope it gets everybody going. Uh, today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Uh, get a recap of the week's top stories offered by me for you for free. And sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. Okay, no, so I the next didn't episode didn't of Steve Austin Broken that. Skull Sessions will feature his guest, Bailey. The episode airs on January 10th. Um, I have my little Bailey buddy here in the back, it's a wrestling buddy of, of Bailey in the back, the back of my uh studio. So, uh, that should be good. All those Broken Skull sessions are fun. So, uh, John Smith, uh, John DeConey and I spoke at length about. Uh, the Drew McIntyre won last week. So, uh, do you watch those, John Smith? Do you get you a chance to check out those?
1: Uh, I, I don't, you know, make a point to watch all of them. I did see the Drew McIntyre one, which was very good. And I am interested in the Bailey one because, you know, she was kind of the odd man out with the four horsewomen in NXT. And I like to hear that story, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be interesting because she'll, she doesn't really ever break character, so to speak. I mean, she does a little bit in other in other interviews and stuff. And this this one she'll have to, I think, in order to kind of tell all the story. So we'll see.
1: Ding dong, hello.
0: <laughs> if she doesn't, oh my god, what a fun interview it would be between <laughs> us two.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, Stone Cold and like heel Bailey having an interview would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's good. I guess we now it's must watch. <laughs> smackdown from christmas day averaged 3.36 3.336 million viewers the final number won't be in until tomorrow but if it holds it'll be the highest rated smackdown since the debut on fox which did 3.88 um heck of a rating as far as wrestling goes we haven't seen something with a three in front of it in a long time well i guess since it debuted on fox but um what would you think of the episode
1: I mean it was overall a great episode top to bottom. You start off with that cage match, it gets people, you know, to keep the channel on, especially on Christmas Day, because you know, you got <laughs> this. Is John's dancing more like Chris Jericho Blue Blue Meanie. <laughs> I got you. I got I see what you're saying. Um I don't even what was I talking about again? That SmackDown. Oh yeah, SmackDown. Um yeah, it started off with the cage match, and it got everybody to keep the channel on. I feel like there's one one member of every family that likes wrestling. So, like, hey, let's put SmackDown on. It's 8 o'clock, you know, since we're all together anyway. I know we did it at my cousin's house, and, you know, it was on the whole time. You know, you got to see Big E win the Intercontinental Championship at the end. You know, they held him on their on his shoulders as if he's never been Intercontinental Champion before, which was kind of odd. Yeah. But, uh you know uh, overall i thought it was a great episode of smackdown one of the best we've had in a while yeah
0: you know i i can't help but notice that there was not any long elongated in-ring promo segments the most we had was during the women's tag title situation where uh charlotte and Aspa came out and then the next person came out and then the next person came out and then the next person came out but they quickly went to a match other than that that was really the only in-ring promo type of stuff it was basically a match 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 um and they were all pretty much all title matches except for Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso, which is a heck of a match any any time of the week. So, um, yeah, I thought it was if any episode of SmackDown is worthy of a three point three rating, I think it was this one.
1: So. Yeah, I'd like to see more of this and less talking in the future. I like more wrestling and less, especially in a two hour show. You know. Yep. Yeah, it, it just felt so compact, like, like it was all jammed in there
0: and, you know, everything was good. So uh, update on our injury report portion of the news. Uh, AEW's Trent is suffering from a partially torn pectoral muscle. He said on Twitter that he'll be out for months. Not sure if this means the best friends are, you know, not going to continue their feud uh, that they have currently with. Um, drawing a blank. <laughs> Who are they feuding with right now? Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian, you know, yeah. maybe Orange Cassidy will step in and, and him and Chucky e. T will, will continue that. Um, AEW is debuting two-point show this Wednesday after Dynamite on the AEW Games YouTube channel. The show is going to be hosted by Kenny Omega, and we don't know anything else, but assuming it's for coming to games. Um. Danny Hodge passed away last week at the age of 88. Hodge is the only man to ever win national titles in both wrestling and boxing. He's a three-time NCAA champion, Olympic silver medalist, Golden Gloves champion, eight-time NWA World Junior heavyweight champion. The Dan Hodge trophy is awarded yearly to the nation's top wrestler. And I, obviously, he's, he's, you know, before my time. But I have heard Jim Ross and others speak about Danny Hodge and the legends of his grip strength and recently on a uh, episode of the observer a wrestling observer i heard jim ross tell a story about danny hodge and him going around promoting a, a show and they would go to these local businesses and um talk to the people in there and so ross and hodge went into a hardware store and uh the guy the guy the guy owner said oh you're the guy that can you know break you know bend pliers with your bare hands and so he said, he, he pulls out a box of pliers from behind the counter and says, you know, try mine. And within a few seconds, Danny Hodge has mangled 10 pairs of pliers. And so, you know, they have a laugh about it. And uh, Jr says, well, at least now you can, uh, you know, you can shake hands and, and laugh about it, which, of course, was set up for Hodge to put the guy on his knees with his handshake. so. Uh, I guess you know fun stories. One of the one of the guys who was in Jim Ross's corner from the very beginning. So uh, that's that's Danny Hodge and uh, kind of a legend in the sport. But many people, including myself, really haven't seen much work from him. So um, not a good week for wrestling in terms of uh, of fatalities, I guess. But John, that's the end of the news. Let's bring the mood up a level, and we'll do trivia if it's good with you
1: it is good with me i'm ready stretched everything's uh loose you know um, it. Or, ready. It.
0: all right today's trivia is brought to you by my new book called the wins and losses i've been talking about the book for a couple of weeks now but it comes out this weekend <laughs> the book gives you the 2020 win loss data for about 400 wrestlers top 10 list as well as a selected selection of curated articles that i've written throughout the year Get it now for ten bucks because the price goes up to twenty on Friday. Okay, so the the topic for today is uh, Luke Harper, Knight of Champions slash Clash of Champions. So I think you're going to do well. Uh, well, it's Night of Champions, Clash of Champions. Then I ran out of questions, so I included his Intercontinental Title period in here as well. So okay, so we'll see how you do. Some of these, you know, it's, it's designed as a tribute to Luke Harper, even if you do poorly. <laughs> Absolutely. At Night of Champions 2015, the Wyatt family, consisting of Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and Luke Harper, defeated the team of Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and this man. Was it A, Chris Jericho, B, Rowan, C, Seth Rollins, or D, John Cena? Uh, Seth Rollins. It was Chris Jericho. It was the same night that Seth Rollins faced Sting for the WWE Championship. Sting would suffer uh, an injury that pretty much ended his career. Okay, <laughs> over for 1. Left at Clash of Champions, 20, these are not easy questions. I don't think. At Clash That's of Champions 2017, the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, defeated the tag team of A, Brizongo, B, The Usos, C, The New Day, D, The Bushwhackers.
1: Go with the Uso's Sprizongo. <laughs> yeah, these these are not easy
0: questions, but we are recounting oh. the the career <laughs> at Clash of Champions 2019. Luke Harper would make a surprise return to assist Rowan in defeating this man: A. Daniel Bryan, B. Roman Reigns, C. Seth Rollins, or D. Randy Orton.
1: What were the first two again? It is
0: A, Daniel Bryan, B, Roman Reigns, C, Seth Rollins, or D, Randy Orton. Daniel Bryan. Rowan defeated Roman Reigns, head of the table. Believe it or not, yeah, Rowan Rowan has got a uh, claim to the head of the table, I think, if he were to come back around. (laughs) so uh okay all right well you've officially earned yourself a uh a hawkins award today but that's okay let's see about these last two questions i'm feeling pretty good about them luke harper won the intercontinental championship on november 17th 2020 from this man was it a Dolph ziggler b the miz c bad news barrett or d daniel bryan uh Dolph ziggler that is correct, Dolph Ziggler. Harper would eventually lose the title back to Dolph Ziggler at the December 14th TLC show. Um, I realized I put 2020 in the question before, before which was not right. But um, while Harper was champion, he successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship by getting himself disqualified against this former AEW World Champion. Was it A, Chris Jericho or B, Dean Ambrose?
1: Dean Ambrose.
0: That is correct. Dean Ambrose. So, John, you go two for five, which means you get a Hawkins. Okay, that's all right. Our updated standings will put you at 20 out of 30. Uh, I think at this point, Al Carl has pretty much secured the month's victory unless he gets none and Travis gets a perfect score. And then they'll be tied. So that's our show for the day. Uh, Our show is going to be returning tomorrow with a very special guest from Coastal Championship Wrestling. We'll be talking about their upcoming slate of shows, which they have several. Also, don't miss John and I on the Essential Wrestling Podcast tomorrow. We'll be doing our version of the year-end awards. Uh, John,
1: we are way early today. (laughs) So anything? Yeah, uh, I was just looking up at the time. I couldn't believe it only says 25 minutes right now.
0: Yeah. So, any any uh any parting words, thoughts about Brody Lee? Thoughts about this week's upcoming matches? Biggie gonna retain his title against King Corbin? You know,
1: Free time. Yeah, definitely see Biggie keeping his title. Um. Yeah, I think everything's leading up to next to next week for the New Year's shows. You know, New Year's Evil on NXT. You know, we're in Rumble season now. Daniel Bryan's the first person to claim or to um. Declare himself to as a participant of the Royal Rumble, so that gets me excited. The lead up to Royal Rumble is always so exciting for me, and a lot of times the match itself doesn't yeah. really live up to the expectations. But the past couple of years, it has, especially last year with you know Brock coming out and you know throwing people out, and then you know him up against Keith Lee, seeing him against a couple other people, you know it was it was a nice little story arc they had in that rumble, but usually they, it's like, okay, these five are in and then this guy cleans house Then these five are in and then this guy cleans house. And it's always so, but you know, I got my hopes up. Yeah. And uh, you know, Daniel Bryan I think is on the short list of people that would
0: potentially face Roman reigns in an empty arena situation. And since they've already kind of put him out there as the first person to enter the rumble, do you think he's got a good shot at winning it? He's talked about never winning a Battle royal before, things like that. You think he's in you think he's in the top 3 people that could potentially win this?
1: I mean, I'm definitely going to put him in my final 4, but I I don't see him being the one that that wins the rumble. I I haven't given much thought to who is going to win it but we also have to see how the next f- four weeks go on these storylines and who they're really hyping up. Cause yeah. we pretty much all knew Drew McIntyre was winning it before he won it last year. Right. But, well, but that, yeah, I hit more Brock. I, I felt
0: like, you know, there was a, there was a good shot that Brock would win, but mm. that would, you know, for heat purposes, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know who that two to three people are pretty soon. Um, All right. Well, folks, that's our show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, Like I said, we have a special guest from Coastal Championship Wrestling. Looking forward to that talk and see you later.